Thank you for calling Launch and Go. This is Darren. Hey, Darren. It's Kermit the Frog here. Hey, Kermit. How are you today? Well, honestly, Darren, I'm not doing too good. In fact, I'm not even green. I'm feeling kind of blue. Oh, I am so sorry to hear that. What's wrong? Well, I don't know if you heard or not, but Disney canceled me. I got fired. Yeah, I kind of heard something about that. Do you know why? Well, I think it's because I don't wear pants and I don't know. I just... I'm kind of mad. I it just, I'm, can you believe it, Darren? I got fired. I'm a frog. Yeah. Find it hard to believe, but, yeah. um, don't know. Is there uh, anything we could do to help? Is that why you're calling? Well, are you hiring? Mm, no. I'm pretty good no. at song and dance and, uh, I know how to work a microphone. Yeah. We don't do a lot of that. The only thing we're looking for is an intern right now. I don't even know what that is. That's kind of... I don't wear pants, so you'd well, probably fire me too. Nah, nah. Mr. Winnie doesn't wear pants half the time when he's on the show, so I think you're okay there. Mm, okay. So, uh, no job, huh? No, no, not at this time, but uh, I'll keep my ears open. Mm, well, I don't have ears, so yeah. just let me know if you hear anything. Good luck. Welcome to Beer and Business. You found the best podcast for entrepreneurs. We serve crafty business knowledge, comedy, and yes, beer. And now it's time for our hosts. If he were to pat you on the back, you'd list it on your resume. It's Jake Mullins. And his beer never gets warm. It just sits there, staying frosty, waiting for him. Mr. John Winnie. And if you spell his name in Scrabble, you automatically win. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Darren Flanagan. And here we go again. 2020 is over. 2021's here. And uh, it feels different, but kind of the same. Craziness, chaos. Well, today we're going to talk about how your business will thrive amid chaos. We're going to give you some some thoughts and some ideas on how you can try to buck the trend of some of the craziness that's going on. But before we get down into that hot and heavy conversation, boys, what are we drinking? Line Creek. Like, what is Lion Creek, Mister? Wow, you're firing on all cylinders today, aren't you? <clears throat> I've been gone for a while. Yes, you have. No, this is how the West was won. Yes, yes. Lion Creek is the official beer, of the Beer and Business Podcast. Lion Creek Brewing in Peachtree City, Georgia. How the West was won is a West Coast style IPA. Um, it's a nice light session beer at six point four. Boom. Yeah, so you know, barely any alcohol in it. <laughs> I think crazy how much the, our um, expectations of how much alcohol should be in a beer have changed. <laughs> it's like I used to look at a 6.4 and think, yeah. now it's like, mm, it's light. Yeah. <laughs> it all happened in 2020 with all that quarantine. Yes. I was trying to figure it out. You said, what's the difference? What's changed since last year to this year? And I looked down and I'm like, well, I still have a beer in front of me, so not much. Yeah. So uh, this one's got obviously a, a piney aroma, a little bit of that taste from the hops. Yep little caramel and grapefruit and it's light on the hoppy side. This is a really good one. I, I, you know, I like West coast and East coast style IPAs. I'm not one of those like nineties rappers. It's on one side of the country and not the other, you know, West side, yeah. East side. Yeah. There's no, I, I like them both. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a good, this is a good, uh, some of the West coast style beers I think are a little too dry for me. This one's really balanced, not overly dry. Mm-hmm. So you should definitely get this. So go to the brewery. If you're in the area, Darren, it's really easy to find because you can just put it in Google Maps, right? That's it. Look it up on his phone. Yeah, it's it's really simple. Um, Go down to the brewery. It's great. They're open. You can... 
check out the food trucks. They've got events. Especially yeah. this weekend. Saturday's National Beer Day. As yes. I understand it's my it, favorite so. holiday of the year. Wow. Why would you not want to go there? Yeah. I decorate more for that than I do Christmas. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> so under your beer tower, you're expecting to get beer? Yes. Okay. Although, right. unfortunately, um, my beer fridge died last night. So for yeah. beer day, I'm going to have to have a new <gasps> beer fridge. We had a moment of silence. Yeah. Viking funeral. Wait, where's all the beer? Well, it's, it's warm. <laughs> Mr. Custody is, or uh, Mr. Winnie's taking custody of my beer. So, <clears throat> so now I know where to show up to drink. Yeah. Okay. So folks, make sure you support Lion Creek, the official beer, of the beer, beer and business podcast. All you have to do is buy delicious beer. That's yeah. really all you that's, have to do to support this podcast. That's people. All, yeah. it's, and say hi to Darren when you go to the brewery. Yeah. <laughs> so he'll probably be there. <laughs> if you ask, you can get a tour of the brewery and Darren's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, back to our regularly scheduled program, shall we? So here we are in 2021. And uh, while it feels different than last year, uh, it doesn't feel any less chaotic, does it? Was it supposed to? Well, you know, I, there was a part of me that hoped with, you know, Biden getting elected, maybe the media would calm down a little bit. It's not all the hyperbolic, hyperactive stuff every day, but yeah. it's just Wait. a lot of stuff going on. And it's it's really weird. And I think that most people you talk to, have a hard time wrapping their arms around what's going on. There's just so much to, to get into. And I wanted to start with, because I thought one of the craziest things that's happened over the past couple of days is cancel culture absolutely running amok. And this is a big deal. And it's a, there's a big business implication to this as well, which we'll get into. But, um, you know, there's been some pretty, um, pretty notable cancels. Yeah, there have been. So what's the first one, Darren? I can't even say this with a straight face. What's the first one? Yeah. who? Dr. Seuss. (laughs) Dr. Seuss. How do you, what, uh, and not just what, six books? Uh, Yeah, I think it was six six books books that were canceled. For now. For now. I'm sure that'll change. So, yeah, because. um, And it was just for the illustrations, pretty much. For the illustration, because they didn't like the pictures. Yeah. That's why. Although well, pretty much yeah, a few other reasons. Everybody's right. grown up reading Dr. Se- like the very first book I ever read was in a people house. I mean, read it by myself from cover to cover in a people. House. I mean, it took me four years to read it, but it's a people house. <laughs> Is that a house where people are? Yeah. <laughs> yes. But that was, you know, and then you had, there's always green eggs and ham. There's sneeches on beaches. There's all kinds of books. And he is the least, so here's Racial. the problem, I mean, right? There's, there's, Anybody you talk to grew up on Dr. Seuss. It's like a universal. It, it's Dr. Seuss. It's Dr. Yeah. Seuss. It's Dr. Seuss, for God's sake. But there's this like small group of people that latch on to something and make a big deal about it. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you've got somebody acquiescing. And in this case, it's Dr. Seuss's publisher who now owns all the rights. And this is still a big business. I, I was reading somewhere. they're They're still generating you know, tens of millions of dollars just yeah. on the sale of their books. Yeah. I think he's every a, year. the second wealthiest uh, deceased author yeah, on the I, planet. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. And so it's one of those things that probably everybody can agree on, but somebody somewhere got their panties in a ruffle because there was, you know, content that they didn't like in these books. And to get to the kind of the serious part of this. So I, I looked into it and an example of one of the, depictions that was problematic is in, um, oh gosh, I forgot the name of the book, but anyways, uh, 
there is a there is a picture of a Japanese character in the story, and the problem is that the character looks Japanese. I'm going to repeat that, guys. Okay, there's a Japanese character, and the problem is that the character reflects the physical attributes of a Japanese person. Um, and is standing in something, standing in front of something that I think can is supposed to be Mount Fuji. That's, I mean, that's literally right. the issue. Yeah. But they're, they're saying that the, the facial features are accentuated in certain ways that makes it uh, racist or something. So if know. as an Irishman and you're going to draw a picture of me in a book, you're just going to How big me, do you draw the, the glass of whiskey? Right. And you just have, so I'm face down in the grass, I mean, so you can't see my face. You just see them behind me with a bottle of whiskey in one hand. Or and if you make me look one. like a leprechaun or something, you know, I'd be offended. Make you that. look like a leprechaun? Well, that's that'd oh, yeah. be a great offense a to leprechauns if I was the one <laughs> who was representing them. <laughs> okay, well, you got me I, there. I, that's, yeah. It's just not, no, it doesn't make sense. That's not good. But the, the here's the thing, okay. Here's here's why this is so absolutely insane. First of all, we have real problems right now. Yeah. We're still on COVID lockdown in many states. We have over $30 trillion in debt as a country. I mean, we've got real, real issues. Yeah. And we're banning Dr. Seuss books. Maybe the right. person who had a problem with it actually just had a problem not being able to read. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, how hard is it to read one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish? I mean, come on. Really? Well, are the fish offended? I don't know. You know? Yeah. But they're still I mean, educated because <laughs> they're always in school. I mean, I don't bother. Did you guys read Fahrenheit 451 when you That's were That's what we're dealing with right here. Yeah. yeah. Ray Bradbury. It used to book? be a fiction book. Yeah. It's not mm. much anymore. Mm. Yeah. I well, know. Isn't they that definitely crazy? need to make yeah. that another. Yeah, read it again. We had to read it in college. I read it in high school and in college. And it was like, that's scary, really scary. And then they made yeah. a crappy movie out of it, but twice. Yeah, I remember that but, crappy movie. You know who else got canceled this week? <clears throat> this week? Yes, you told me. Didn't get canceled. Kermy. Oh, oh Kermy. Yeah. They said it didn't get canceled, right? No, it didn't get canceled. But so, you know, Disney Plus made the news. Um, what was it? Two weeks ago? A few weeks ago. Because they, they, um, they fired Gina Carano. Right. And it was pretty controversial because she sent out a tweet that I actually saw the tweet and I, I looked at it and I'm like, it's not even really offensive. And it's one of those things that most people can agree with, but kind of put that aside. I think they, I think they really fired her because her biceps were bigger than her male co-stars, but that's kind of another story. Um, (laughs) yeah, he felt inferior. So she's got to (laughs) go. She's got nicer arms than me. Um, no, but she, she got fired and Disney plus caught a lot of flack. Well, that one was one where there was people like, well, she said things in the past and okay, whatever. I, I still think it's stupid because first of all, it, it we're in this area of, of cultural norm now where you can't ever redeem yourself. Like if, even if you make a mistake in the past, you're just done canceled. Like that's so stupid, yeah. but here's, but Disney has now gone to a whole new level. And now the Muppets, you have to have parental permission to watch the Muppets on Disney Plus. 
So your children, you can set up a profile for your kids mm -hmm. to go in and, and watch shows. Well, now they have to get permission from mommy to watch Kermie. Or, or daddy or parent. Oh, sorry. That could get me in trouble too, couldn't yeah. it? Mm -hmm. Sorry yeah. about that. That that was that was insensitive of me. They have to get or permission from adults, person, um, a, a a person with an age over the. Don't. Well, I can't even say that because now I'm, yeah. you know, I'm I'm coming down on people based on their age. I don't even know how to say this. Yeah, a tall person. Oh no, no, no. Oh yeah, geez. just somebody else. They somebody have to get permission from somebody, from somebody else. else. Thank you, Darren. You get to, now we're getting somewhere. I can see <laughs> your daughter going. <laughs> Turn into Levi. Do I have permission to watch this show? <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. A welcome. Approved. A welcome. Approved. Yes. A welcome. Approved. Yeah. So you have to have parental supervision or parental, you know, yeah. for the friggin' Muppet, Muppets. Muppets. Because. Because why? I don't know why. Because there's they don't content the that somebody somewhere thinks is offensive from the past. They don't swear on the show. They don't drink on the show. You got two grumpy it's old guys. It's the friggin' Muppets. It's the Muppets. Well, I mean, Animal does have ADD to an extent. Yeah. 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 Hyperactive. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're seriously having this conversation. Mm -hmm. it, this is What's absolute. Next? Oh, my God. It's so crazy. Well, Didn't they do that? They did this years ago um, when Disney bought ABC, right? Or vice versa. Which was it? And they were going to cancel. They, I think they sh for a short time, they canceled the Ellen show. Before her talk show, when she had the actual sitcom, mm. they canceled her, or were going to cancel her because she was coming out. Well, and then they backtrack on that one. And then they were did it with the Drew Carey show again or something on his sitcom for something. I don't know. Fact check it, folks. But, but the cancel culture stuff is is nuts. really accelerating. Sure, because there's no What's next? recourse. Right. And here's the, here's the problem with it. So most people, and I've seen polls that support this. This is one of those things that, you know, um, people of any political persuasion, did I say that without offending anybody? I don't know. Um, yeah. But most people agree that this cancel culture thing is out of control. There are some that are okay with it, but those are probably people that have not seen somebody that they like get canceled yet, and it just hasn't hit home. Mm -hmm. But the vast majority of people agree that cancel culture is out of control, right? Mm -hmm. And so what's happening is employees are terrified at work, I don't want to say anything that's going to get me in trouble. I, I can't ever put myself in a position where I might be offensive. So it's, you know, a lot of times I think people are afraid to speak up about issues. It could be issues of right and wrong or issues with another employee. You know, if there's an employee that's not pulling their weight, ooh, I'm afraid because of whatever reason, there's an, uh, there's an appropriation checkbox there. And if I bring it up, then I'm going to be in trouble and I can't do that. Yeah. And the same for businesses, Darren. Here it goes. You know? Yep. I mean, we're- Could happen. You know, we've, we've seen stories of small businesses get targeted by mobs and people just go ape shit. I got plenty of room for them to come sit down and do some work. <laughs> right. But I mean- but people are, are legitimately afraid of this because, you know, they're seeing all these examples of things happen and it's like, you know, oh, one strike, boom, you're done. Sure. One one wrong tweet, one wrong word, and that, that's it, you're done. So sure. if you own a bakery, can you still make half moon cookies? Is that acceptable? <laughs> I, I, I 
and that's like a half joking, but half serious question because somebody could take offense to that and you'd be like, all of a sudden your bakery shut down because <clears throat> you made half moon cookies. Yeah. Some people are like, what the hell is a half moon cookie? Look it up. I was, <laughs> I was gonna think they're that. delicious. Sorry. That's the only thing I could tell you about them. They're great, but, uh, or you make the wrong, I don't know. I, or you make, <clears throat> you know, oh, you know who else got, got canceled? I totally forgot about this one. Mr. Potato Head. Did you hear about no, this? No, I did not hear about that. I thought that was like, and next should, oh, that's why somebody was writing, and now I should go buy a Mr. Potato Head doll. So now Hasbro has, has came out. I totally forgot about this. Hasbro came out within the past week. I don't know exactly when, but they announced that Mr. Potato Head will now be Potato Head. Of because course. having a Mr. and Mrs. is offensive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, really? Really? But- yeah. Yeah, it's just, so it's just potato, potato head. male and female potato head. No, the, Darren, you can't use those words anymore. So they're just going to throw all the parts in one box instead of having separate. Right. What if I'd, what if I'd prefer to dress or decorate? Potatoes are non-binary. Yeah. So you can't. Do that. I have a question. <laughs> have you ever That's, picked up a Mister Potato Head or Mrs. Potato Head? They're not anatomically correct on the parts that you would be checking to find out if it's a. <laughs> male or female. So let's start there, shall we? There's no genitalia on potatoes. That's, That's what, what saying. I'm saying. Yes. But and I'm, I'm not trying to sound insensitive. John, did or, you not have one of those when you were I a sure kid? did, yeah. It's just it's it's called a sack. It was five pound, five pound bag of russet potatoes and I jammed shit in the damn thing. Yeah. yeah. This stuff is confusing. You know, it's like, what are, what are we trying to solve? You know, and that's, and I think it's, so many people it's not are trying to solve anything. It's just fear. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, it's essentially what your, your fear of being accused of victimizing someone mm -hmm. because victims take precedence over everything now, I, in my opinion. Right. You know I, what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do. And so if you're in our business, you can't, you can't go there. You can't afford, you know, to be sued or whatever. I mean, I, it is, and I, and I, I get the, the concern, and there are a lot of people that are really concerned about being canceled or offending somebody, and it, it puts you in this position of almost paralysis yeah, where you can't make a decision. Mm -hmm. You can't say what you really want to say because you're like, oh, if I say that, then this could happen, and, this, and I'm not going to do yep. anything. Yep, you're stuck in paralysis analysis, and then you don't know what the hell. I think a lot of business owners would be more willing to speak up if there wasn't such. You know, if you had one person come in your store and got in an argument or whatever, they'd be fine. But the fact that it can go global in a minute, right, or yep. nationwide, it can be. It's all about money. Well, really. it's like yeah, I mean, people walking lose money. People walking hard. into a store intentionally because they want to create a scene. Did you right. just turn there. it down? No. And then, I would never do that. All right. And then you know that somebody behind them is going to have that, the video camera going on their phone so yep. they can post it out there for the world to see. Sure. And next thing you know, your business, yeah. I know. It's not good. It really it, is. That's why John's staying in the world that he's in. He's not going to go open up in his own business. Well, I think I'm going to go join him. <laughs> terrified. Um, it is, it's bad, but you know, there it's, it's not, here's the thing. What do you do? 
about the the cultural issues going on, um, the tension that people are feeling, or just don't worry about it. I mean, seriously, we we people, normal people like us, normal people that find the good in world in in the world, people that aren't looking for what's wrong in a Dr. Seuss book, but they can celebrate the fact that they can sit down with their 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 kids or somebody else's kids or friends' kids and read a Dr. Seuss book and, and enjoy. Like, we are the majority. We make up the world. And we can't be afraid. You know, go back and listen to our episode that we did, was that November, about free speech? And we, November or December, I can't remember when we did it. But we had a decision to make about this podcast. And that was a big one for me because it's like, mm-hmm. Do I live in fear or do I move forward and do what I think is right? I'm going to do what I think is right. And I think, I think people will ultimately reward you for that. As I I think right now, right now there is starvation, real starvation for leadership. And I think that that's both from the business perspective, but also culturally, because if you, if you ever sit down and talk to somebody about some of these things and you voice an opinion where you're the first one to speak up that you think it's absurd. It's almost like you can feel the tension leave the room and the other people are like, oh, so glad you said something. Right. <laughs> and all of a sudden they start unloading too, right. you know, and, right. and we have this in common, but yet everybody's, it's like, you know, when you go to the dance in, in high school and nobody wants to be the first one out, like people are looking for oh, somebody to lead. the first one on the dance floor, weren't you? No. <laughs> This is why I'm still here today, folks. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did not I, lead on the dance floor, but this I, is, an, is an issue where we can lead, yeah, Darren. We've said this before is also that when you do start having that, opening that up for discussion, that what we've seen over the past few years are people are so divided with their opinions. It's come out really strong opinions that they shut down and they're not willing to listen to what the other person has to say. And that's still there. So we have to make sure that we can listen, open up our ears, open up our minds and open up our hearts when we're willing to start that discussion ourselves and understand that the person that you're having that with might not agree with you, but there's no point to go head to head at it. I mean, you can have a heated debate, but at the end of the, when you're done talking, you should still be able to shake hands or hug it out and say, you know what? I appreciate us having that conversation. Well, let's talk about that, Darren, because you're, you're bringing up a good point and I'm going to give, I'm going to give a couple of examples to illustrate it. Right. So, um, you probably don't want to sit down and just openly start talking politics. Uh, it's a pretty divided issue right now. And a lot of times you won't see eye to eye with people, even maybe people you think you do, especially if you're in, an environment where your business could be impacted. Mm-hmm. But let's take a couple of examples. So, you know, talking about Disney, the Muppets, okay? I'm pretty sure if you get a group of 20 people together and talk about the fact that now their kids need their approval to watch the Muppets, everybody mm-hmm. in the room's going to go, are you friggin' kidding me? Yeah. Like, really? <clears throat> it, so that's one of those where... That, that's an issue where I think people need leadership. Like, come on. Right. And even if you do think that there's, you know, maybe the Muppets had an episode once where it's like, hmm, maybe they shouldn't have said that. Or they had a guest on. Oh, the one it, when they had Alice Cooper on was probably a little, you know. <laughs> that was, that was a I'm Halloween still having nightmares from that. Yeah, that, that was, was a little spooky. Yeah. 
But seriously, even if there's an, it's like, again, getting back to that discussion, like, really, don't we have more important things to do, you know? But, but let me give you another example. So Gina Carano, you you and I were talking about this before Mm -hmm. the show. Everybody may not see eye to eye on Disney firing Gina Carano. You might have some people like, oh my God, that's stupid. And other people like she needed, yeah, something needed to be done because she had made some comments in the past that maybe people thought were offensive. Okay. So let's talk about something that everybody can agree on. Can we not all agree? And I'm, and I challenge you to find somebody to disagree with it. Can we all agree that there should be a path to redemption? You know, you can murder somebody in this country and go free. You can serve a sentence, get parole and be released back out with, with unfettered freedom. And And good behavior. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously, there's a path to redemption for murder but yet you can make one comment on Twitter and be banned for life and there's no road to redemption. Like that, that is something that even if you're having that conversation where people don't agree, you can still take a leadership position on something that who wouldn't, who's not down with that because it could be you that makes a mistake. I get that. Sure. But if, if your whole world comes crashing down because you've been banned from Twitter, you need a new freaking life anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> get a new hobby. Excuse me. Go, what exactly go play more golf, are you trying to say? Go play more golf. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, uh, I mean, come on. And that's but another good point. There's probably happen. a good time to diversify away from social media. Sure. <laughs> Hope that didn't get us a shadow too. band. <clears throat> Even Bill Maher was against that Gina Carano thing. He came out and wow. says ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think a lot of people, if they're intellectually honest, will agree with stuff like that. But, it, you know, again, going back to this, the, our our culture is is just, it's starving for leadership. And if you and if you show you can lead, I do think that there's potential benefits for your business, for attracting partners, for attracting employees. Mm-hmm. People are, you know, everybody wants somebody to speak up because they don't want to be the one because they're afraid. It's yeah. just crazy. And, um, you know, there's some other things that we need to be thinking about this year. Some important things. It's Have tax you guys- season. <laughs> My favorite season. No, I don't want to talk about taxes. I'm getting ready to pay them. <laughs> don't know where they, I just heaved. I don't even know where that came from. I wasn't nauseous a second ago. Um, well, have, we appreciate it. Yes. Have you guys uh, noticed the price of gas? Yeah. yeah. What's happening to it? Which way is it going? <laughs> Yeah, what was it? I think I paid a two fifty five yesterday at the pump. Down South Georgia, it was almost three bucks for diesel. Yeah, I saw it. So, um, do you know why that's happening? Yeah. Do you mind explaining? Oh, that's um, because of the Keystone Pipeline. For one, that's one of the reasons. Just oil futures, just market stuff. <laughs> yeah. Just market stuff. <laughs> Things that impact oil <laughs> prices. We're going to have to, you know. Certain things yeah. the government's going to do. And OPEC is coming back into the picture again. Yeah. So just in case you're not totally up to speed on what's happening in the energy market, I'll give you a couple of key things that you should know. And, and it's important for you to know because, well, you can predict what's coming and you can prepare for it. So number one, yes, the Keystone Pipeline was, was axed. And I think Biden had said on the campaign trail that he would kill that. Well, his first day in office... He, you know, did an executive order and away it went. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, and if you're not familiar, we were getting, we were going to get oil from Canada through this pipeline, which by the way, is the safest way to transport, 
transport, transport, transport, <clears throat> transport oil. I got yeah. it, guys. I got it. Oh, transporting that oil. I'm tra- transporting now. No, that's a that's the safest way historically to transport oil through pipelines. Yeah, through one big pipe. Yes, and we were we were going to tap into that oil supply in Canada. Well, now we'll still get some of it, but we're not going to get as much of that oil, and it's probably going to be carried by rail, which you know is not as safe. But whatever. Yeah. Um, but it did eliminate you know probably about ten thousand jobs, depending on what you read. So I'll use a nice easy number. And, you know, a lot of people are pointing to that as one of the issues with energy, but there's a, there's a bigger, more significant issue. Um, and that is that uh, Biden has also stated that they are not going to approve any more licensing for drilling on federal lands. Mm-hmm. And it started with no fracking and then it turned into no new permits or licenses, period. Right. Well, what does that mean? Well, that means a lot. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know if you guys knew this, but about 25% of our oil used in the U.S. comes from federal lands. And so when you say no no new drill sites, well, um, I did some digging. You know what that means in terms of uh, job loss? Yeah, what was it, like 1 million? 1 million jobs, jobs by the end of 2022 will be lost from that one decision. Oh, but and, they have a great plan for those people who yes, are going to get can, laid off. They can uh, write software. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> being, solar panels. Yeah. Teach them to become <laughs> yes. software programmers. I've been working out in the oil field. Now I'm going to teach you to become a software programmer. Right. I think if I wanted to be a software programmer, I mm-hmm. may have chosen that career. Right. Instead of, oh, it's so know, it's so easy for everybody to do. We could yeah. teach coding. So- yeah. It, it, it's such a such an altruistic thought to <laughs> to rid the world of fossil fuels and you know go green. And I listen. I, it's not that I'm I'm making light of that. And Mr. Winnie's trying not to laugh. No, um, I actually love nature, and you know most most conservative people love nature because hell, most of the land across the U.S. is owned by conservatives, you know. But the problem is these policies are not realistic. And until you have a good alternative for fossil fuels, we we need energy. And energy, not only, a lot of people think about oil and they think cars only, right? Well, the the price you're going to pay at the pump is, you know, going to go up. Well, go get an electric car. Well, okay, yeah, if, if everybody could get an electric car, they would, but they can't. Just not enough of them. They're not enough batteries. Not only that, yeah, there's not enough lithium. Right. It's a great safe chemical to dump all over <laughs> <Right>. the place. <laughs> but also there's not enough, the power grid would fail instantly. Oh, it, would, it would cripple it. Yeah. yeah. And again, where does most of the power from the electric power grid come from, Mr. Winnie? Right. Fossil fuels. Oh, mm-hmm. so Still. you're not eliminating the need. You're just changing the way that it's used. So Cold it's kind fire. of a- you know, mm-hmm. if you really want to make an impact on, on energy, you you go after nuclear. Well, we have a new nuclear plant now. Is it? Oh, but it's not open yet. Oh, Over gosh, in no, Waynesboro, right? That yes. Been, that's been delayed so many years. I don't know. Yeah. It's going to. It'll open before we die, I think. Eventually. Could be. That was the first one approved in over 30 years. And nothing's been approved since. That one was approved in 2017 under Trump. And nothing else has been approved since. Well, nuclear is really the only clean energy source we have well, not really because because uh water vapor is 
probably the biggest greenhouse gas. Did you know that? <laughs> water is bad water, for the- Water vapor. Yeah. It traps heat in the atmosphere. Do you know that? Yeah. It's a greenhouse gas. At what level? Are those clouds? Yeah. Water vapor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the clouds they are- trap heat. The They're warming the earth. That water is uh, going to warm the earth. So. Which is so much worse wow. than- <laughs> I thought it turned into Hash. rain and fell back down to the earth. Is that it not true? No, it's not Whatever you learned in science class was, that was false. No. Mm, that's interesting. Did not water vapor. Mm. So, um, yes, we are going <laughs> to import more oil again. I know <laughs> importing more oil. I've actually seen some stuff that, that speculates oil is going to go up to like five or six bucks a gallon and, uh, could go, could go even higher. When's the last time that happened? Uh, seventies. What? No, that was that was no. Obama was president. So Obama actually I thought was, it went up to it was four Clinton, something. Wasn't it? Diesel? No, diesel was. I was paying five bucks. Wasn't it Clinton? Four seventy five. No, it was after Clinton. It was after Clinton. Okay, it might have been Bush. Bush Clinton. two. It was there. Was yeah. It was almost. It was four after the five dollars yeah. a gallon. Jeez yeah. Louise. Well, this is going to have an impact on the economy. You know, and a lot of people think about their their gas tank, but. Also keep in mind, everything moves Damn. across this country f- via energy. Mm-hmm. So everything that gets shipped to you from that, you know, magic place in the sky, well, it gets, you know, delivered to you via diesel and gasoline. And, and very little gasoline. <clears throat> right. Gasoline, Most of it's the world really doesn't move on gasoline. Your yeah. car moves, yeah, but, but everything moves on diesel. Of course. Diesel. The big stuff. Trains. Even the trains. Yep. Container ships. What do they say? One one pint or one quart they can move a, the train for i remember that commercial years 450 ago, miles on one gallon of diesel like fuel that, or yeah. something but here's the thing it's coming it's going to impact not only fuel prices and transit but it's also going to impact manufacturing well sure. so how about smaller businesses as well, well? i mean so, you think about it you look at somebody like glenn mm-hmm. with his dry cleaning business and he's a mobile one comes and goes well, the cost of, he's either going to have to increase his prices to cover the cost of fuel as it goes up. I mean, think about Uber drivers. Yep. And DoorDash. Well, here, here, here's happen. my advice to you as a small business owner. Going to be like, here, here's my advice to you as a small business owner. Stay ahead of this. Plan for it. It's coming. It's inevitable at this point. Energy prices are going to go up. It's going to go up in electric. It's going to go up in, in the cost of your fuels. Mm-hmm. So for example, if part of your business today is using vehicles. Um, year to date, your fuel prices have gone up by 30%. So that means your cost of operating those vehicles has gone up by 30%. Have you made any adjustments for that increased cost? Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that rhetorically. Applied for a new credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Pay more. No. Yeah. Um, you may need to make adjustments in how you structure your pricing or mm-hmm. how you do your billing. You may you know, maybe you're giving people 60 day terms. You need to pull it in and manage your cash flow a little bit better, but just be prepared because you might need to get more fuel efficient vehicles. If you do a lot of driving or yeah. you think about it, what you just said, talking about like 60 day terms on your account receivables. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait a second, I priced everything out according to this. Right. And now 30 days later, it's gone up another, you know, 15% in fuel cost. <sighs> don't let this, don't yeah. find this out. Two months later, when your accountant comes to you and says, hey, do you know you lost money? <laughs> You've been hemorrhaging. You just didn't know where. Yeah. Do, yeah. We be, found it. Be proactive about it because, you know, you can get through it. You can survive it, but don't let it catch you off guard, especially, guys, this is an open book test. 
don't believe us, go do the homework yourself. Energy prices are going to go up. It is absolutely inevitable. Be prepared for it. I know I'm already planning for it. Well, on the other side, you were talking about even on your business side for energy, electricity and stuff like that. Right. As you said, if, I don't know how much it would affect, but you said it would put a strain on the grid. Mm. If you did switch to hybrids or electric, true electric vehicles, yeah. well, you still have to plug them in somewhere because mm-hmm. we don't mm-hmm. have all the seller charging stations like Tesla's put out there. So even if you're charging them at home, that's more of a strain on that grid. You're still using coal fire well, plants. Well, the Tesla charging stations, they still run off the grid. Oh, you're talking about, no, the battery. The packs. mobile ones that are out there. The, the ones that Tesla specifically put out there around the country are supposedly uh, charged by solar. Okay. Majority of them are. That's oh, what shit. makes them. <laughs> Got something <clears throat> stuck in my throat. <clears throat> I'm fine. It's fine. Little Musk. <laughs> Just <laughs> little Elon Musk in your throat. I got a, it's just a little something. Yeah. I'm fine. Anyway, yes. do the research. Check it out. Yes. Um, you know something else you should be preparing for, Darren? Winter. <laughs> oh, summer right now. God damn. Yeah. Summer, yeah. A little behind. You, you should be preparing for, um, gee, I don't know, uh, crazy government policies. <laughs> Ones that change their mind on a daily basis. So if I open this show with here we go again, you know what I was thinking of when I said that? The COVID, uh, I'm going to do air quote relief bill that's getting ready to, or did it already pass? I just Yeah, supposedly. It got passed on Friday, I think. Pretty sure. But what went along with it? That's what I want to know. The $1.9 trillion policy. Pretty sure it wasn't just money. You mean like- Oh, it was a ton of pork. Like anything as bad as the HEROES Act was when we were reading that? Probably worse. On all that extra cash that we gave away to foreign- Yeah, I haven't had a chance to dig into it, but it's just, it is absolutely pork-laden. Once again, another two, they do these in $2 trillion trunks, chunks and it's just. Used to be, it was like 700 billion was a big deal. Remember after like two, the, when yeah. Bush was on his way out of office, yep. it was like seven or 800 billion. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. And now we've uh, moved that's, the Overton window and yeah. two trillion, just nothing. Oh, it's just another bill. Yeah. <laughs> sure. We can't pay for it. No big deal. Um, but there, there's going to be some really interesting things coming from government this year because, you know, we've got a new administration. Um, we've got a very, very thin majority. So, you know, the Senate's kind of split. Um, and then the, the Democrats have control of the House. So there's going to be some stuff coming. There's going to be some changes coming. And they will impact you. They will impact your business. Maybe good, maybe bad. You'll have to wait and see. And some will be disproportionate based on where you're at. But um, yeah, we've got another spending bill and the, the spending is dangerous because you hear people, I've, I've heard people, you know, railing on government, uh, debt since I was a kid and, uh, I've never seen it come to fruition. Like I've never seen, Ooh, we've got to pay this down this year. And all of a sudden taxes go crazy or whatever. Like there's, it hasn't happened yet, but how mm-hmm. long can we do this? I mean, at some point, <laughs> when you hit one jazillion, that's when you finally go, well, maybe we should balance the budget now. No, it's not, you know, I, I do laugh though. Every time somebody comes into office, they're like, well, we need to balance the budget. It's like, no, you don't need to balance it. You need to start going, paying off the damn debt. Okay. Forget yeah. balancing. Unbalance sure. it on the Unbalance other side. Balance it. Yeah. So it's. Yeah. 
Yeah, but that it, ain't gonna happen. No, it ain't gonna happen. No, it's not. Um, but it's not just the spending. There's there's going to be some other stuff. I mean, um, Biden has said that he is going to increase taxes. So you need to be prepared for, for that. For whom? Which, which everybody? No, just the um, richest uh, people in America, uh, which is defined by those that uh, get a paycheck. So, um, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, we don't know the details yet because um, we haven't seen the official proposal. I mean, they've talked about stuff. Okay. I mean, here's the thing. In this um, $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill that was just passed. Um, they were talking about in that bill, they were going to include the, um, the increase in minimum wage to $15, which luckily got pulled out because oh, that would have been absolutely devastating. Um, but right. You know, there, there will be tax increases. I mean, he said openly, it's just a matter of how he's going to implement it. And is he actually going to do it this year? I don't know. I think he would be absolutely crazy to do it because tax increases kill jobs. It's just a proven fact. You may feel strongly enough about supporting tax increases that you're okay with that, but this is not the time to do it. The, the economy is on the ropes. Well, how many jobs yeah. were brought back to the U.S. in the past with, their, with this past administration and all of a sudden higher taxes for businesses? Mm -hmm. They're not going to be able to people, pay people as much or with the minimum wage to, as you said, they at least pulled that out. Otherwise it'd be like, forget it. We're going back it's, overseas. No, uh, Take well, our no, but if you're like a restaurant or something like that, they, if they increase the minimum wage of $15, you, what you're going to be doing as a business owner is investing in technology. You're having robots flipping burgers is what's going to happen. You know, mm -hmm. you just won't have any jobs, you know, and f you know, $15 an hour minimum wage, that'd be a, a pay cut up in the, like South Dakota, the oil fields up there, right. mm -hmm. you know, and, and McDonald's, they, they, they were starting people at like 17 bucks an hour. Right. Or yeah. some there, thereabouts, you know, just crazy. It's yeah. part of those jobs that get wiped out. Yeah. Well, that used to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry guys. Hmm. Yeah. But, um, you need to, you need to pay attention and, you know, don't, don't pay too much attention because one of the things we're going to ask you to do is to turn the news off. It's, horribly depressing and divisive. Um, but you do need to pay attention to what's going on because don't let a tax increase catch you off guard. I'm planning for it. Um, in fact, I just made some decisions today where I'm being a little more conservative than I want to be because I'm trying to keep money set aside in case I had to pay more taxes. You downgrade the quality of bourbon we're drinking at your house now? Oh, there's not any bourbon. We're drinking hooch. <laughs> you're putting together a still. <laughs> if it looks you're cloudy and never had so you're playing that corn and you're, yes. you're <laughs> yeah, sorry you guys. Start drinking handles <laughs> <laughs> and it's plastic. Some Canadian swish. Yeah. Yeah. Plastic bottles. Yeah. Yeah. Darren got a From problem with that bourbon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're not all rich like you. Jeez. Yeah, like I, you've never drank out of a plastic bourbon bottle, yeah. Darren. Come on. You are Irish. The last time was... When's the last time you saw Mad Dog 2020 in a glass bottle? That's all I'm saying. Listen, what, when's the last time you saw Mad Dog 2020 in my hand? <laughs> if Listen, ever, I guarantee if you, you back when, when Kroger sold cost-cutter whiskey in the yellow-labeled plastic bottle, Darren probably had it. Well, wow. you've got to start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but you, yeah. you, you remember cost-cutter beer? 
No. Oh, no. oh my God. It was in the, pla- the, the yellow can with the scissors on it. Remember that? No. Oh my God. It was the worst shit ever. Wow. Yeah, Kroger used to have a, a brand cost cutter, and they'd, it was like the cheapest, most generic cereal and peanut butter, and like, and they actually had cost cutter beer. It was cheaper than horrible. Billy beer. They <laughs> renamed it. Um, what's that? Uh, Netty. <laughs> Netty no, Daddy. No, uh, what was that whiskey that Darren bought? That was the horrible. That was oh, I me. bought that. That was Quiet him. Man. Yeah, that I Quiet Man that. Scotch that he bought for me. He bought it for yeah, me. Yeah, a year ago. I still, still haven't <laughs> finished it after a year. No, I can get that down. Brought it to it. I didn't give it back. We brought it to his house so we could all enjoy, enjoy it together. It together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So getting back to the government stuff. So um, kind of crazy stuff going on. You know what's really weird, guys? Have you noticed um, Biden has not given uh, a press conference and he since he's been elected. Or since we're he's gonna, been sworn in, I guess. Right. We're not going to do like a make fun of Biden thing, are we? No. All right, good. I mean, we not can. Yet. Not yet. <laughs> I'm open. I'm open to it. No, he yeah. hasn't He hasn't given a press conference and he hasn't done a State of the Union, which is really interesting. State of the huh? Union, he should have been. That's usually done at the beginning of the, within the first month. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't been in their, their mum on it. Like, well, I don't even know if he's going to give a State of the well, Union. Has he been to Washington yet? Or is he still I honestly doing don't all know. of his stuff? His, Oval Office from California with the backdrop and everything. Yeah, it's really weird. Know. But um, the, it's it hasn't been this long um, since a, a president gave a State of the Union after being elected since um, the seventies, I think. Well, he did the uh, he had the G seven meeting, didn't he? G seven or G eight? Yeah, but, but he, he did didn't summit? he didn't do any press conferences. He did it virtual, but he didn't take questions. That's what I'm saying. He's he's yeah. not taking any questions. Since being sworn in, which is, it, it's crazy to me. Um, but I, and I don't Go know ahead. what's going to happen. And you I don't have know. to if, say something, John. I'm not going to say anything. Just a little. Just give us a snippet. Bad a gaff car? <laughs> <laughs> bad a gaff car. Yeah, that's serious stuff. Uh-huh, it is. Yeah. Bad a gaff car. I'm not. Uh, you can look that one up. <laughs> but um, it's, it's really weird because I don't know if we're going to have tax increases this year. We could probably be good about. if we didn't. It would be great if we didn't. But Biden said that he was going to um, reverse the Trump tax cuts his first day in office. And I don't know if he knows what day it is, but it, did he remember what he said? What he said? What he said? Does this. he remember what he said? No, yeah. no, of course when not. When he said it, um, but that didn't happen, and we don't know if it's going to happen. And he hasn't addressed. He hasn't done his State of the Union. He hasn't addressed a joint session of of Congress. None, none of that. So. Well, thankfully, know. we have a, a, a national media that are really some go-getters, and they're going to press him on these issues. I think we need you're a gonna beer. And- re- you're going to start attacking him pretty soon on – I'm just kidding. You know. Yeah, I think we need a beer and business White House correspondents. Yeah. Darren? <laughs> We're sending oh, him no, to the White House. Oh, no, you don't want me there. <laughs> yeah, send me to the White House. I'd be like, so I'm standing in front of this White House. Darren, where the hell are you? I don't know. Topeka, Kansas, I think. You said a, a white Be house. Be the first, first guy in the um, press mm-hmm. room with a, a buzz on. Yeah. <laughs> no, probably not. No. Actually, you know what? That's a good point. Yes. Not if Mitch is there. <laughs> That's true. Uh, they don't call him Ditch Mitch for nothing. Um but yeah, just you got to be got to be aware of what's going on with this administration. You know, there one of the and, and it's not just the the federal government, it's also state government. It's still shocking to me that we've got such a dichotomy. So 
just within the past week, Texas and uh, was it Mississippi that announced that they are wide open? Right. Back to 100%. Louisiana, I forget. It was one of those. I can't remember which one. So fact check us on that, guys. Sorry about that. Um, But I know Texas was one. Uh, They lifted, both states lifted their mask mandates and um, said that you're open for business 100%. Right. And then you still have California that is locked down. Hey, they've opened up their restaurants finally, haven't they? Uh, At 25% capacity is what they're allowed, seating capacity. Are they allowed inside yet or is it still outdoor only? I don't know. And they can't have the TVs on and you have to check the temperature of everybody coming in to eat and you have to keep a log. Orally? And you have to, it depends on. um, Oh, it's good to see 2021. You still haven't learned how to pour beer correctly. Uh, Maybe next year. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe they got those Chinese anal swabs going on out there. Uh, <laughs> holy yeah. racism. The Did Japanese. you hear about that? There was there, the, the US diplomats got, got uh, COVID tested up the. Really? By the Japanese? Yeah. Yeah, the ja- awesome. but, but, anyways, I'm bringing up the state government thing because one of the unfortunate byproducts of COVID has been one of the largest, um, I would say, shifts of power that we've probably ever seen in a short period of time. Um, and it was, you know, because of a national public emergency or whatever. And, Mm -hmm. but now all of a sudden it's like, nobody's questioning that governors can say, well, you can open your business to 40% this week. I'm going to let you do that. Maybe 50% next week, but we're going to see how this week goes. Okay. Based on don't, and don't, uh, mm, don't you say a word, Mr. Winnie. Based on what statistics are they, are <laughs> I they coming know, up with? Just... No, what power? What law? Exactly allows them, them to po- do that. They don't have it. I don't know. It, that's the crazy thing. So all this happened, and now it's kind of become so normal that uh, nobody's asking the tough question. Like, so under what authority can you tell me that that's what I have to do? And it's not that I want people to do things or to be forced into things that they're not comfortable with. You know, yeah, that's not it at all. But the fact of the matter is if you got a small business and you're okay with it, like I just, I struggle with this. How, and the worst part about it is they're killing businesses. Yeah. They're killing small businesses, small businesses. Yes. Thank you. And we're going to come back to that. All right. Go ahead. Let them. Oh, let, <laughs> let me talk, man. Make your point. <laughs> no, because say what, L.A., is they can open to 25% capacity? Maybe, but, if you're lucky. Yeah, so but so that small business, that restaurant, they can only open at 25% capacity and social distancing or whatever. But you can go to the L.A., the airport, get on an airplane, and sit six inches away from somebody. I know. Or two inches away. It's completely asinine. And that's fine. That's, That's why I don't understand. And some of these things that the, the rules that have been passed, when you look at them, it's like, wait, that's okay, but this is not. Right. It, it's unbelievably crazy mm-hmm. how, like, people have seriously made those <laughs> decisions. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, but it's a really good point. And it is killing small business. And the point, point that I wanted to make is under COVID, since the whole COVID thing started a year ago. We have seen the largest transfer of wealth from the middle class to the uber rich in the history of the world ever in the history of money. There's 
never has there been that much of a shift. And the same in business. So we've seen, we talked about um, last year, we did an episode and we talked about the the um, number of businesses have gone under from COVID. And it's like one in five since COVID started. And there's a bunch more. There's millions more on the ropes, depending on what study you look at. Small to mid-sized businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have gone out of biz for good. But yet you get these big businesses that are just doing better than ever. And that's right. why the stock market's done so well. The stock market is not a reflection of the economy, as most people think that it might be. The stock market is a reflection of big business. Yeah. I mean, do you know any- Technically, um, your business has to be big to get on the- So I launch mean, and go's not going to be- We're not going to be ringing the bell on, on New York Stock Exchange. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, ding, 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 I think ding, if ding. I got anywhere near Wall Street and said I'm here to ring the bell, they, they would t- put me on a plane. You'd hear this. <laughs> <laughs> but that oh, didn't geez. sound like a bell. Yeah. It's We're the guys from kidding. the Beer and Business Podcast. We're here to ring the bell. <laughs> uh, you've come to the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, the stock market's done really well, but it's not a reflection of business. It's a reflection of big business. And uh, it, it's really sad but nobody's questioning this, you know, or maybe people, I think that's not fair. People are questioning questioning it. Yeah. People are questioning it, but it's not doing any good. Well, if you question it, you get canceled. Right. 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 Going back. We come full circle. Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, and, and and so here's, here's what I'm going to say. Something really controversial. Oh boy. Uh, I'm out. But if you're in one of the opinions of Jake Mullins. Yes. These are my, my opinions. My opinions only. (laughs) No, seriously, there are some of you live in states like Texas where it's wide open and you're allowed to go back to work and operate at 100 percent capacity or whatever. And God bless you. And we hope you survive. And every everybody listening, I hope you get through this madness because it hasn't been easy on anybody. Um, but if you're in one of those states where you are just it's restrictive and damn it, if you can move, get the hell out, get out. No, just, just as long as you don't vote the same. If you vote <laughs> the same, don't bring their stuff here, please. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, if you, if you voted for the politicians that are making the bad decisions, and then no, you leave it, no, you need to stay, stay in your right, state. Yes. Stay. If you brought this on yourself, please stay where you're at. Yes. No, but seriously, if you're if you're being impacted by this, and you know that, man, if I was somewhere else, what's holding you back? I mean, yeah. seriously, what's holding you back? Because that's one of the things, you know, one of the beautiful things about the United States and the way that this country was founded is that we have 50 incubators. And if a state does something bad, one of the things that that you should be able to do is hold that state accountable and move to a different one that doesn't have the same policy. Okay. But you're making that sound like that's not a problem. it It can be a problem. Let me just take my business here, close the doors and just go open it somewhere else. In a different state. Or maybe it's sell it and go start over. I'm not, and listen, I'm not at all advocating that this is easy. I know. But there are people that do have the ability or there are people that, that their business is virtual. Right. And they're just crushed by what's going on in their state. Put the house up for sale and move. That's totally different. I get that. Go. I mean, seriously, don't, don't continue to subject yourself to this. You have options, you know, and I think that that's one of the things I, I was listening to, Another podcast last week, and I, there was somebody that was interviewed, lived in, in California, 
and went to the studio in another state, and it was a state that was very lax. And he made a comment that that, that I thought was really inter- interesting. He said, my God, it's like life is normal here. And I didn't even realize that it was like that anywhere. I thought that what was going on in California was going on everywhere. Sure. Well, we've had people say that. One guy we know, he used to live up in Atlanta. And now he lives down here. And he's like, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. Just sure. in that short distance. Yeah, I have family up in Massachusetts. You know, they're still locked down. I don't know if they're still locked down or not, mm-hmm. but they, gosh. I tell them how it, I mean, we're pretty much open down here. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the crazy thing is, is when you look at the numbers, the, there's no support that being locked down has made any impact on COVID right. cases at all. There's, there's zero correlation. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, you look at some of the states that are just kind of wide open and there's got some of the lowest infection rates. And then you got some that are, you know, locked up tighter in a drum and they've got some of the highest infection rates. There's literally no correlation. There's, there's no way to say that one thing has worked better than the other. And that's just going from the CDC's numbers, folks. That's not different correlations. They're just not admitting what those are. You could have more massage parlors in one state versus the other one. It could be. (laughs) Really? Where's this? (laughs) Why does Darren go straight to massage parlors? I I have no idea. But, um, just say, yeah, it, it, it is crazy. And, you know, I don't think that there's anything wrong with, with trying to hold a state accountable by, by leaving or even, you know, if it's on a more local basis, you talked about, you know, the differences between Atlanta and where we're in a community, a suburb, mm-hmm. quote unquote of Atlanta. And it is, it's very different here than it is in the city. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, it, it's, this is, people are being hurt, very, very hurt by this, you know, and, you know, nobody wants people to get sick or to die from COVID. None of us do. As as some other folks would probably take the other side of the opinion here, or they would say, well, big business is good. So if big business is thriving, even though the small businesses are shutting down, they can absorb those people and give them jobs. Right. Okay. Um, and that has would, that ever uh, happened before? That would deflate their bottom line a little bit, right? That would diminish their bottom line. So why what the hell would they do that? Oh, our stockholders are quite happy with their returns. So well, listen, I'm just, you know. We're not going to employ all the unemployed people. The people of last year, I owned one of the best restaurants in the area and was a prominent business owner. Mm-hmm. And was very happy. And this year I work at McDonald's and I got to tell you, I've never been happier. It's, uh, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I thought we said, said that. nobody ever. You want to yeah. supersize that? <laughs> Wasn't it? Didn't we say in the podcast a while ago that you know uh, entrepreneurs were unemployable? Isn't, yes, isn't that a yes. consensus <laughs> over and over and over again? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, and yeah. they've uh, they've been reason. told that by others, and then and they realize that themselves. Yes. But yeah, just <sighs> serenity now. Yes, I need I need deep breaths. Um, one of the things that's going to be most important to you over this next year is really trying to find opportunity as things change. I thought you were going to say, listen to the beer and business podcast. Well, I mean, that's part of it. And okay. find a, a store that has Lion Creek. That's, Ooh, that's important too. But the, there's going to be a lot of disruption, a lot of change, a lot of turmoil. High I gas prices. High gas prices. Yes. All kinds of stuff is happening. Um, 
and I'm going to give you guys a great example of this. And and here's here's why I want you to think about this. And I'm not giving you the answer today. I don't even know what the answer is. We're all going to be thinking about this. And we all need to be thinking about this all the time. It could be in your particular business, or it could be, you know, on a broader scale, it could be investment opportunities, whatever. Support local. Support, support local. local. Support local. But here, but here's what I wanted to bring your mind to. So going back to the um, the financial crisis of 2008, housing crisis, you know, it it was pretty bad, right, Mr. Winnie? Wow, hold on a second. Yes. What is that? This is. Yeah, a what are you drinking, dude? Raspberry Sun Golden Ale. Well, that's Ooh. part of their Wayward Sun series. Yes, it looks. Delicious. Look at the color on that. that. I know. It's like a, it's like a deep brown. Both and Darren. Jake and Darren just stopped talking and started staring at my beer. Is that fruit floating in there? Is it? I see bits of fruit. I don't know. Mm. What's the flavor profile on that thing? Why don't you take a drink of that tell uh, us what it tastes like. Light color, soft, on the bitterness scale, more of a sweet finish. Is that a true session? Oh, it sounded like Darren until you said sweet finish. It is a true session, four and a half percent. Oh, that's so. a poolside drinker right there. Yep. Yep. Well, take a drink. Tell us right, if it's so any good. Go. So, um, yeah. Oh yeah. Light, crisp, real crisp. Mm. Little raspberry on the tail end. I might need one of those coming up here soon, All right. Mr. Darren. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay. So guys, going back to the housing crisis, 2008. So that was pretty rough, right? I mean, just a little bit. Your uh, your retirement accounts tumbling out of control. The value of your house is dropping. It was it was a pretty brutal time. Twenty year cycle, and there was a lot of yeah. companies that went out of business. And um, probably one of the dumbest things that you know you heard people doing back then was buying real estate. Like houses were free falling, and the general consensus was home values will never come back. And there was these crazy people out there buying homes. And now that was retired. the time to buy. Mm-hmm. Well, buy low, what buy do lower, you know of all the people that I've ever met that invested in real estate back then, you know, we're out trying to find even little rental homes or flips or whatever. They're all filthy rich. <laughs> yeah. Because there was an opportunity. It's like they recognized that things weren't going to stay that way forever. And one of the biggest things where you, where you find the most opportunities is when you see herd behavior. If you see herd behavior, move in the other direction. Like Boris Johnson? If you can. In a, in a safe way. What the hell are you Boris talking about? Johnson. What the hell? What? Uh, he was the one who had herd behavior for England, right? For COVID? That's herd yeah. immunity. Herd immunity. Oh, see? Oh, God. Yeah. <clears throat> Thanks, Darren. Um, Sorry. No, not herd immunity. Herd behavior. Wrong thing. Jake, I apologize. You're apologizing on behalf of Darren. That's yeah. when you know it's bad. Thank you. Um, no, when you see, like, here's a, here's a great example. And swing and a miss. <laughs> GameStop. So the, the Oof, uh, all of the I institutional. I wish I was with the herd on that one. Well, no, but the herd no, was screwed on that. Well, they held on to it. The herd the, was was the big institutional investors. All of them started to short the stock. Yeah. Yes. And so that was the general consensus that that GameStop was going out of business. It was an irrelevant stock, and all that. And all of a sudden, a few people came in and bucked the trend and put them against the ropes. And it's kind of a complex matter if you don't yeah, understand the stock. A market. lot of people. 
That was, it wasn't like a few. Who was the other company that was involved in that though? There was a, was it, I don't know, somebody grasped. Well, let's just focus on yeah. games. Anyway, right go ahead. Now. Yeah. Go but, ahead, but the, everybody was going this way, right? Sure. All the big investors were shorting it and thinking it's going out of business. And then here come this group of people from Reddit to come in. And while everybody's going the opposite direction, they come in and bang, all of a sudden there's opportunity and they, they caught them on the ropes and it's kind of technical the way that it works, yeah. the way that shorts work. If you've never, um, if you've never studied stock market options, but there, there are opportunities when everybody's going in a direction. It's like, man, this leaves an opening. And can you go for that opening? And it may be something in your business. You know, it could be that, you know, I don't know, you're in the fencing business and the cost of steel goes up and, or, or metal in, in particular, and nobody's doing wrought iron fences and they, they get, they take that portfolio out of their products and they just deal with wood because there's so many issues and blah, blah, blah. Well, that might be the time for you to lean into it and be the only one that does it, mm-hmm. you know, and all of a sudden things start to come back and normalize and you're known as the guy for that type of fencing and your business explodes. I mean, that might be a poor example, but there's all these ways where if everybody's going a a certain direction, is there something, is there a window of opportunity when everybody else is looking the other direction? Considering the guy, Melvin, what's his face from Reddit just made it in February GameStop at a 20% gain. That's Mm -hmm. a nice chunk of change. He just made. So going the other way. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, and and another great example is commercial real estate. You know, there's all, I mean, it's not (laughs) the nigga rocket science to speculate this one, Mm -hmm. but there's all kinds of, you know, speculations about a dire commercial real estate market because of all the retailers that have gone belly up and so much business is being done. I mean, look at the, the unbelievable amount of money that's been made by Amazon over the past year, just because people haven't been able to shop. All right. So that's going to leave all these, you know, commercial real estate spaces available. And, you know, there's probably going to be, be depression on pricing and foreclosures and God knows it's who knows how bad it's going to be. Well, that's the time for some innovation in those spaces. Don't open up a trampoline business. <laughs> Not in California. Was he California um, or Arizona? What do you mean? The ones that they shut down all of them. Oh, that was the the lawsuit and that was Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. They took that one to the state AG. They sued the state and they lost. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. Um, Long tangent story, but yeah, you're right. That was Arizona, but it's okay. Yeah. There's, there's a whole, so there was, that was one of the non-essential businesses that they shut down completely. And so they lost one in in, uh, Georgia. One of, yeah. Those trampoline parks. But, um, but anyways, my whole point in that is there's, there might be an opportunity there. And when everybody is shying away from commercial real estate, is there a way to repurpose? Is there a way to innovate? I don't know. Those are the kind of things you should be thinking about. Maybe big, broad things or little Dan tiny opportunities in your business. Uh, massage parlors. <laughs> right. You know, Kmart nice. building over there is available. That could be one hell of a massage parlor. They finally parlor. closed that Oh, one. it's the blue light special. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> you asked for Darren. Yeah. You combine the two: massage parlor and roller rink indoors, and yeah. then, a, then a trampoline park on the back side of it. Yeah. What? Call it Boogie Nights or something. Yeah, that was a hell of a movie. 
Call it and it's not next. about okay. dancing. <laughs> <laughs> we but, had a friend who went with us to that movie, and we got done. Oh, she was like, "I didn't mean to get him started." So dancing. that wasn't about disco. <laughs> Thought it was going to be about dancing. It's like, oh no, 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 no. Anyway. Um, but seriously, guys, it, this is a time to yes. think about you know where that opportunity might lie. But ultimately, this next year, next couple of years, who knows? Like everybody was excited for twenty twenty to be over. 2021, we're two months in, not really feeling the love yet. And, uh, you know, I think that there's just a few things that are going to be really important for you guys to do over the next year to, to not only make it through this, but to to thrive, Darren. Well, there's still other... It's part of the ways that we can always make change is, and we say support local, right? But vote local. Mm-hmm. You need to start on the lower levels and work your way up. So when it comes to your township, wherever you're at, if mm-hmm. it's time for a new mayor, time for local, your local board, whatever city governance, and then work your way up to the county and state level because they have interim voting, not in four years from now, but what, two years. And so make the change there because that's a trickle up effect. Yeah. I mean, I think that anything you can do to get more involved with what's going on at a grassroots level with, with business, with politics, I mean, this is the time to speak up. This is a time to be brave, right? This is a time to, and I mentioned this earlier, but I do want to take a a quick minute to talk about one thing really important, probably most, most important just in life in general, but it has so much impact on business. And that is, really understanding the difference between right and wrong. I mean, really, really understanding it because it's getting confusing. Mm -hmm. It's like, first of all, issues become so complex and nuanced. Sometimes it's hard to determine like, wait, where, what am I making the decision? How do I need to feel about this? And it can be really convoluted, I think is a good word for it. Sure. But it's important to try to simplify things and to really understand the difference between right and wrong. And here's why I think that this is becoming a thing. It's becoming a thing because so many people in prominent positions, politicians, um, you know, movie stars, the media, there's so many people that have adopted this philosophy of um, the, the ends justifying the means or, if I've got the right virtues in my heart, it doesn't matter if I break some rules. Yeah, it's a crock of shit. It, it is. And right is right and wrong is wrong. And that's why, like, you know, we, we've we spent a lot of time talking about the facts as it relates to COVID-19 since it's come out. Because there's been a lot of misinformation. And misinformation is wrong. I just asked Mr. Winnie, whatever he tells me, I believe. I <laughs> just believe it. That's, That's it. a good policy. Thanks, Darren. So, Wow, you probably, I don't want to get into that. Um, but it's just really important to understand the difference between right and wrong and to ask those tough questions and to try to figure out what, what the situation is. Because I'll give you a really good example because, you know, I can sit here and talk in circles and you'll be like, okay, what the hell is he talking about? So a really good one is... California schools. So there is still a real heavy debate in California about whether or not kids can go back to school. And so they are not going back to school yet. 
and the teachers are dug in that they, it's just coming from the teachers and the teachers union that they don't feel that it's safe to go back to school. And so you ask yourself, well, is that right or is that wrong? And it's really, really important to, to break this down into pieces and understand what parts are right and what parts are wrong. Cause it's it, the problem is people try to, to answer that in a simple way, right? So if I were to say that, hey, Darren, California hasn't opened their schools and they're not because the teachers don't want to, and is that right or wrong? And you might say, well, I support that because it's safe. Or you might say, well, that's crock shit because, you know, teachers are just taking advantage, whatever. You're going to have a, an opinion, but the problem is it's deeper than that, right? So if you break that apart, is it right to deny kids and families that are not concerned the ability to go back to school and learn. Well, no, that is not right. If you have families that are like, listen, I don't care. Put a mask on my kid, make them wear rubber gloves, spray them with Lysol. I don't give a shit. I want them in school. And the kids don't care. And, you know, they want to be in school. Well, is it right to deny them that? Okay, well, let's look at the data. The data shows us that there's no difference in the states that have opened versus not opening and all that stuff. And yeah. the families want to. So if, if I look at that part of it, I say, you know what? I don't think it's right to not allow those families to send their kids back to school. Mm-hmm. But then let's take another piece of this. Is it right to deny or to force somebody to go to work that has very real comorbidities and is worried about getting sick and does not want to go work in a public place like a school right now. I don't think that's right. If I'm being completely fair, I don't think that that's right. Now, there's there should be some means testing and some ways to, to execute that appropriately. But, I mean, seriously, if you've got a teacher that's in, in her 40s and she's dealing with cancer and she's going in for, you know, chemo... Did, do I? I mean, I'm giving an, an extreme example here. But there, there are other states yeah. that you can look at who are doing that blend. Well, if, like if, if they were in New York State, they just put her to work at a nursing home. You know. But my my point is, <laughs> touche. Nothing did then. But they, but, you know, here Florida schools have been open since what August? Yeah. With no appreciable spikes or, and in Georgia you have the choice. You can yeah. virtually attend class. And it's not just that you're, you're in the classroom. I mean, you're virtually attending the classroom with everybody else, or you can go to brick and mortar and they have teachers who are doing yeah. both. And well, here's, it's like, so I do have a question for you as far as that goes, because what if you have a two income family? What are you supposed to do? Say you got it like a seven year old, somebody, a child that is too young to be home by themselves and the two income family, we're going to call them parents for this lack of a better phrase. Call them dicks. I, I usually call them dicks. <laughs> dual income. Yeah, dual income. Sorry. Does that, doesn't mean, oh, you guys have filthy minds. I just, <laughs> I'm not going to answer that the way I want to. I'm trying to keep us from getting canceled. Um, but what are those parents supposed to do? If they both have to go to work, now you, now you have to pay for Against your choice, yeah, you have to care. pay for daycare, somebody to watch your kid all day long. While but you're here, trying to go to work. But, so, but here's the thing, though. So going back to the choice. Go, going back to the um, 
the teacher that's worried about getting sick, right? So we've had this pandemic unemployment benefit that's been in place since the pandemic started. And if you don't want to be a teacher, I don't believe you should be forced to be a teacher right now if you're worried about getting sick. But you know what? There's protections in place. If I don't think that it's right for you to hold a teacher's spot and prevent kids going back to school that want to go back to school. If you can take unemployment and then allow the system to move forward, you know, and then again, for families that don't feel safe sending their kids to school, there should be an option for them. So I don't know. Yeah. You're that's, that's a really touchy subject. That's similar to like companies making, making it mandatory to get the COVID shots. If you want to continue to work for the, I think that's a totally different level. You think so? Yeah, because my point is, if you don't want to go to work, you don't have to. And there's been protections in this economy since because we've been extending the $1.9 trillion package it's going through now, again, has more unemployment assistance in there. So if you don't want to work, you don't have to. I agree with that, that you should get unemployment and let somebody else who's willing to take that job. Take the job and do it. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, And, you know, for the families that have you know, a kid that they don't feel comfortable with that kid going physically into school, then they shouldn't be forced to do it. And they have options. You know what they should do? They should have a center for all those kids to go to that don't want to go to school who have two parents so they can working together, together, together. I, I'm getting confused. Yeah, Bring your kid to work day every day. But here, but here's my whole point in this conversation. Okay, the whole point in this conversation is if you try to simp- if you try to overly simplify the situation, it's hard to to get to right and wrong. But if you can pull bits and pieces out of it and say, "Hey, this part of it here is right, and this part is wrong, and here's why," and you can articulate it because we need to we we need to get back to to helping. Shit, even each other. I was going to say our kids, but even each each other. other. Helping helping each other understand the difference between what's right and what's wrong because it's gotten so freaking messy that a lot of times people are like, I don't even know. You can't tell a person that they're wrong because you might offend them. Right. (laughs) They're going to be a victim. I don't know. Yeah. But there are are certain things that are undeniable truths, and there is a right and wrong. Sure. Like, you know, it is wrong— to punch somebody in the face for no reason, unless their name is Darren. Right. You know, that's exactly. totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's wrong. You know, so it's like, yeah. you can say something very simple like that and everybody goes, mm-hmm. but then we get into these other issues and it's like, I don't know what right and wrong is. Well, you know, it's up to us to, to break it down into its simplest pieces. And when you do that, it's usually pretty easy to figure out what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. Agreed. And uh, I mean, we're just, we're at a point in our society where we really need to get back to that. And it's going to be important and it'll be important for you too, because in your business, eh, you're going to be faced with these things. And, you know, again, the, the world is starving for leadership. So, you know, in closing, I think the, the biggest thing for you is to remain optimistic. You know, it's, things are going to be difficult. Yes. We're not out of the woods. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with the COVID and the continued response, you know, you see a lot of the different differences in states. We don't know if the Biden administration is going to take any stronger actions. We, we just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but remain optimistic. Try to find out where the opportunities are. Be a leader. 
you know, and just, I think above all else, just try to um, be somebody that people can turn to and that people want to be around. Cause this has been hard on everybody. I don't know anybody that's kind of sailed through this and said, man, yeah, it's no big deal. Just little, be strong. Just a little bit of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> just be strong. Yeah. That's all. So uh, in closing, we want to remind you, please uh, support the uh, best brewery in Peachtree City. Um, that's a joke because they're the only brewery in Peachtree City. <laughs> no, the official beer of the Beer and Business Podcast, Line Creek Brewing. They are an awesome supporter of the show and they brew amazing beer. Today we drank How the West Was Won, a West Coast IPA in this beautiful purple can, which you need to go buy immediately. And uh, Mr. Winnie started uh, into the Raspberry Sun, which I am going to uh, have a little drink of here in a minute. A delicious lager. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. So make sure you buy it at the brewery um, or your favorite bottle shop or grocery store. It's available in all of those places. And uh, folks, we appreciate you tuning in next week. We've got a really cool guest coming on the show. I can't wait to tell you more about her when we come back next week, but you're going to have to tune in then to, to figure out what it's all about. So folks, thanks so much. We'll see you next week. See you.